Welcome to 5050 Books, the book review podcast where the books are split in two and figuring out just what is going on is always a toss-up. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jonathan. Uh, this week we are reading The Cartographers by Punk Shepard. Since this is the first episode of 5050 Books, uh, I'd like to outline exactly how this podcast is going to work. So we split the books in half, read the first half. We'll let you know at the end of every episode just how far to read in order to listen to the next one. Since this is the very first episode, we'll let you know now that we read up to the end of part two uh, of The Cartographers. So that's how far you would need to read uh, to fully understand what we're going to talk about in this episode. And in the future, you'll just hear that bit at the end instead. Yeah, so if you're listening to this one uh, and you haven't read the book, uh, pause this. Uh, You only got half a book to read to catch up, so easy peasy, and come on back. It's about seven hours of audiobook, if you're wondering. (laughs) Yeah, and if you've read the whole thing, you can still listen along and uh, laugh at us uh, for the ideas we come up with. That's the best part (laughs) of this, I think. Um, Although this one, I think I might have on lock, just thinking, you know, Mm. you know? You know, I feel like that's a thought we we have sometimes, though. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, oh, you know what? This one seems, seems straightforward, and then... The second half of the book happens. Yeah. Do we want to just jump right in then? Yeah, I think uh, first thing we can talk about is uh, is kind of, I don't, I, we could say why we chose this book, but more than anything, like what sort of things we might have known about the book ahead of time or things we may have heard about it. Um, I, I don't think I had heard of this book until we decided to do it for the pod. Yeah, I think I was the one that uh, initially kind of found it. I, you know, look at those Goodreads lists. And I think it was on one of those. Uh, what grabbed me about this, though? I think, I think I was just into maps at that time. I mean, I kind of am still mm. into maps a little bit in like the oh, most yeah, I love maps. casual way possible. And also, I knew. Did you know the genres before you started listening to the audiobook? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Actually, do you, what is it? Do you know them now? As? Oh, okay. I mean, I would call it a mystery. Yeah. So I knew the genre as being like mystery, and I also knew it was magical realism. Mm, oh, you know, I think I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, which I usually really like as a genre so i think that's also why it grabbed me a bit which i i think definitely knowing the genre helped me out in reading the book kind of figure out what was going on although with what we read up to we obviously don't get i guess we do get like confirmation at the very end but i was able to piece things together a little bit sooner than that i think i have to say i kind of like that i didn't know it was magical realism because part of the story was me figuring out like is there a magical aspect to this or do we just not know enough information yeah uh i'm i'm sure that would have been a very fun experience (laughs) to have (laughs) but i mean it's a mystery so i there's plenty to sleuth out even if you do know the magical part which is great right there's always figuring out exactly like what the magic is though it it seems like it might be simple here but but that's always a fun part of these books is like like when it, it kind of touches the fantasy a little bit and you're like, how far has it gone and what exactly is the structure of it? Yeah, that's why I tend to like magical realism. Mm-hmm. So do we want to talk broad stroke style of the book? Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with, with your uh, initial thoughts there? Yeah, I got like 30 pages in and was like, uh, uh-oh, I'm a little worried. Uh, I oh, think no. those were like my exact words in the in the group chat. Just mm-hmm. because... I tend to like like indirect information and characterizations, I think. And everything in this book felt very direct. Uh, and it, sometimes it felt a bit like it was info dumping, um, especially with Nell's flashback about the junk box incident, uh, especially because later we figure out there's more to the incident that for some odd reason wasn't in the actual flashback. 
So I was just like, why is this happening? Yeah, that kind of came off weird when she tells the whole story like she was the only one that suffered its consequences and then was like, also Felix was there. <laughs> and it kind of made her come off as like a bit self-centered, right? Like there was this whole other person's life who was affected by this event that you were like moping for. And I get it, like that was your dad that did that to you, but it was also your partner who you lost as a part of that. So it just, it didn't set me off like on the right foot with Nell as a character. Yeah. Uh, I will say, like, sometimes it, it, it bothered me a bit, but for the most part, I I got over it. Like, I was like, oh, this is just how this book is. And I think there mm. is a benefit to that in this kind of book because it's a mystery. Um, I was like, okay, so not everything has to be, like, so mysterious continuing on. Like, I don't I think that. it would have worked either if the junk box incident was, like, held onto and dispersed in smaller bits. So I think what happened is is fine for what's going on in the story, especially when you then tack on like the magic aspect, because that just adds like another layer yeah. of mess to deal with. So having like a lot of information delivered very clearly and sometimes multiple times, I don't think it like is a negative in the story. It just took like me a minute to get used to it. Yeah, I have to say I never mind when they give me information multiple times because I will miss it. <laughs> so it's always helpful for me. Um but yeah, I I would say um I do like I do like the directness overall, but I, it's particularly in these beginning portions where I kind of agree with you where it's like maybe too much. Um and one of one of the threads I might have in talking about this book is it there's portions of it that made me think of like fan fiction and, and the reason i say that is is in part because of the directness but also like because of the delivery of um it kind of gives the vibe of like everything here there, there's two two things that came to mind one was everything was okay until it wasn't and kind of like this uh like thing of like like things like are unbelievable or like they move too fast or like there's just like they're so big so like the argument uh that nell and her father get into and things like that you know I, I, things we'll talk about more throughout um felt a little bit like wow like could this be a reasonable response to the things that are happening does this make sense so yeah the sort of delivery towards the beginning of the book wasn't uh, appealing to me as like a storytelling style i don't know if i agree oddly enough it sounds like a contradiction um <laughs> i think uh, how do i want to say this in regards to the pacing itself and like things seeming to happen very quickly is that like what you're saying you had an issue with yeah that at least in part yes okay i think it's kind of like a necessity in this book though because i mentioned nell at some point is like oh the map is the safest with me because nobody's gonna suspect i have it and I'm like, uh, you're being an idiot. Like, even if you haven't talked to your father <laughs> in seven years, people are going to suspect they have it if they're literally robbing and, like, breaking into one of the most famous libraries. Like, mm -hmm. you will be on the list at some point. So to expand the timeline would have created an issue with that. Like, people are after her. I think we kind of yeah. set that up at the end, like where we ended, she literally gets knocked out or whatever. So I think ha things happening very quickly. And I will say in a way that for the most part doesn't stand out, like nothing feels too weird in regards to its pacing um, other than Felix, but he's a separate issue. We don't need to talk about him. <laughs> um, every it, Like things 
are moving, I think, at a believable rate in regards to, like, looking things up and, like, things feel very tense and, like, they need to happen this quickly. Because I think they actually do because she's she's actively being pursued. Yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, one, maybe the biggest example of this, so, so that I don't go too crazy with this, is when they're at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is not the beginning anymore, but when they're at the funeral service and irene is like by the way we're like gonna dedicate like this part of the library to your father and the ceremony is in two days and i haven't told anyone yet like (laughs) that far i was like okay things are moving too fast this doesn't feel super believable and and that's where i was another point where i was like yeah like i've seen this before (laughs) i've seen i've seen this like oh suddenly this thing is happening that we had no context or like uh, hints at happening before just this moment right now just before it's going to happen in the story right but i think for that they were already planning to have that event weren't they i mean they must have been if it was happening in two days but the fact that they were like we're not like we didn't tell anyone yet you know and, and we're not telling anyone until two days before it happened is i think it's like the jarring part and then it like would turn out to be like a very well attended event too that's that might be true like i feel like that is something you kind of plan for months in advance isn't it mm-hmm and yeah, I, she does ask, she brings it up of, uh, Nell brings it up, why, like, why so quick? Like, why is this turning around so quick? And Irene is like, well, we're just kind of worried, <laughs> you know, like that it'll be suspicious if we wait any longer, but well, maybe that didn't feel like a sufficient explanation to me. Yeah, maybe it's that uh, the party was already planned, but the dedication was something added on. Right, that's possible. Yeah, because I mean, it, it could have been like a planned event that was happening um, very clearly, but the fact that it part of it was for dr young could have been either added on or the the plan to um do something in his honor was was in the background and nell is is hearing about it because obviously uh it's you know his daughter so irene would would tell her that Mm. that might that might explain the timeline for that a bit yeah i could believe that and things do move pretty quickly when someone has passed away so like i get that mm-hmm. part too just like the fact that it's like a formal like this is a library event and not just we're having like like a in memoriam type thing you know it's like it felt very formal and structured that's all i don't have anything else to say about that though for now i will talk more about style stuff i think when we get to the ramona chapter because okay. i have different thoughts when we get there okay okay um yeah i think we're at like a slight disadvantage whenever we read something because we're taking notes when we read it and we're like looking deeply into things which is fun yes so fun but also that means we're gonna find things to complain about a lot of the times absolutely if you're just reading this in your pastime it's kind of a banger like already it's a bit of a Mm -hmm. banger it it did take me a while to like catch on though and I, i messaged our group chat to say like you know usually even good books, I'll find a point where I'm like, uh, I'm like a little bit bored right now, or like, uh, this isn't doing it for me. And even though I had like some qualms with the style at the beginning, like I mentioned, like there was not really as much of that in this book. Like I was definitely invested and like curious about where it was going and sort of what information we would and wouldn't be privy to. And also just like, which part of it was the mystery? Like, is it the death that's the mystery? Like, is it the map that's the mystery? I kind of thought the map wasn't going to go anywhere for a bit actually. So there's there was definitely a lot to grab on with this book yeah and i think we both made notes about the beginning of this mystery but do we want to just uh hold that thought and actually talk about uh nell as like a character we can do that (laughs) okay so we have our main character helen nell young she is a cartographer like her parents thank god 
you know? I can't imagine what that relationship would have been like if she hated cartography. Right. Um, <laughs> got in a fight with her father about maps and was banished from the cartography field, which I also have some thoughts about. This is, it just feels crazy to me. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I understand. There's like, the, he's very important and like a really well-renowned uh, academic in the field, but I would think that anyone else who was involved with this situation would have been like, maybe they let some family drama come into the workplace and then kind of move on, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Swan was was working. <laughs> he was trying, but no, yeah, it, it's insane and like the fact that he takes felix down to like it just and <laughs> so I, I obviously have a lot of emotions related to this but i understand that like we're gonna find out that like the map is super dangerous and like it maybe is the thing that killed his wife and like all this stuff but like the communication is just so poor and and the fact that he's like able to convince irene to fire them to over it and then also irene kind of just like acts like that isn't what happened uh, not that she denies it but she kind of just goes on like that she didn't fire felix and now so yeah it just doesn't seem like realistic to me it's very much like irene obviously understands having a young in the library would benefit because right. nell is obviously very good at what she does or she's supposed to be i don't know if we've actually gotten that much cartography from her but I don't know. I feel like I don't know why she's useful. That sounds so rude. Oop. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why like Irene is so willing to give her a job back, yeah. especially after it's been seven years and she's basically been banished from the like cartography as a whole. Like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I guess right, she hasn't been a functioning cartographer, something like it even in that time. Yeah, I guess it just speaks to like when you're in high academia like that connections are everything absolutely like if you have the name you're in mm -hmm. it is kind of like the seven years didn't happen like nell mentions them a lot she she keeps mentioning yeah. oh i haven't talked to my father in seven years but everybody is kind of acting like it hasn't been seven years like irene's even swan a little bit and especially felix it's like n no time has passed <laughs> for some reason it's very strange yeah, I think one part of that that's particularly strange to me is like Nell's sort of personal relationship with her past father, like changing kind of quickly mm -hmm. from uh, like he ruined my life. Like the whole reason I'm in my situation is because he did this whole thing to me and Felix and then her motivation kind of seeming like it's about her father a little bit at least and she mentions at some point in time like i want justice for him like you know it's like the point of view seems to change really quickly and so it doesn't even just feel like the seven years didn't happen it's like did the argument happen or what you know like, what's what's our opinion of of dad here yeah and I, I i think obviously it kind of falls into once we figure out what the map is i think it it obviously falls into that cliche of like the cruel parent who actually had a good reason Yes. Um, but oh, i goodness. i fucking hate that <laughs> cliche i do not like that at all yeah it's I'd... like sure you could like have a reason to like not want your daughter to be around that map but you could also just tell her the reason you don't want her to be around that map instead of doing all this crazy stuff where you ruin her life because really yeah. if you thought the map was gonna kill her why'd you kill her career instead you know yeah it's it's uh 
Yeah, I hate it. I'm assuming that is what's going to happen, and mm-hmm. I'm not happy about it. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd be more, I'm going to be more upset when Nell is inevitably like, I love my dad for doing that thing for I me. I know. Yeah. Uh, I think speaking to motivation, though, I think that does tie into kind of how this mystery starts, if you think we're good with Nell. I mean, we're going to talk about her the whole time. we talk about is that she works at Classic, but that'll probably come up when we talk about Humphrey, so. Yeah, that's fine. Um, She she gets called into the library, obviously, because her dad just died, but nothing is odd about it. Like, he was in his 60s, and he died in his office, seemed to fall and hit his head, I guess. His room is a mess, and she thinks that's strange, but Swan is, like, actually pretty normal, so that's not strange. (laughs) That made me really suspicious of Swan at first, by oh the way. Oh my gosh. I think Swan's I was like, the is best. Swan lying straight to the cop's face right now? But I actually don't think that's true. I think he's just telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, certain people certainly think Swan is shady. Um, I don't agree. But she finds a secret compartment with her mom's uh, portfolio, right? Folio or portfolio? Is there a difference? Portfolio. Okay. Um, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Her her mom's thing that holds maps, um, and inside is the gas station map that was from the junk box incident, and she's like, she basically holds on to the map and is like, I don't understand why this is here. Something strange is going on, and right. the the thing in in my head I was like, so he has the mom's uh he has his wife's uh folio. And he also has the map that destroyed his daughter's career through his own hands. Why could it not just be like sentimental reason? Like, I, I didn't understand why it was such a mystery as to why he still had this map. Oof, I have some thoughts about that. Because um, I, I agree. At first, I was like, it's, I, he's obviously just keeping it because he knows he screwed up and is too chicken to say something about it. So he just stares at this map instead. Right. right. Like, that was mm-hmm. the first thought. Um, but there's a number of times throughout this book where I feel like Nell is really looking for something that yes. she's lucky to find is there. Not <laughs> like things that other in normal situation would not be there. And I think this is like the first time where that happens, where she's looking at the map like, oh, why is this here? Like, there must be a reason. There must be something bigger. But like in any normal story, there wouldn't have been. It would have just been the sentimental thing. So I'll definitely point out some other times where I think that's happening throughout too. Yeah, I think some... Um, some affordance can be given. I think if we think of it like almost a shock situation, like it yeah. it has been seven years and she's kind of looking for answers. Like, why did he die? Why did he keep this map? Like she wants there to be a mystery and it just happens that there is one. Like she got lucky in that situation. I could almost see like this story is the story that Nell made for herself when she finds the map. So I, what I mean Ooh. to say is... I could I theorize that this could be a book kind of living in Nell's head of I found this map in my dad's desk. I think it's really important and there's like a big deal and there's like a reason why my dad died when we weren't expecting him to and this is kind of the story she told herself. Mm-hmm. But in reality what happens in the in the quote real world is he did just keep it for sentimental reasons. He was bad at communication and that's that. Yeah, kind of like almost like it's all a dream. <laughs> that's crazy. That's actually that's kind of crazy <laughs> I, I mean i doubt this was the intention but it's just no like, i don't think i can imagine it i can yeah, imagine it that's that all. would it would like fit because then her ex-boyfriend comes back and like hooks up with mm-hmm. her and like she's meeting this secret society type of situation like it's 
it's it is kind of dreamlike how everything happens yeah it'd be like a pretty crazy grief response i think but maybe not that crazy but yeah but i i think there is actually just like a mystery going on oh, and yeah for sure for she sure. just <laughs> simply got lucky because the other thing about the um the gas station map is she notes the like compass rose she notes like the compass rose and is like <laughs> takes special attention towards the sea in the middle of it and i was literally so confused because i was like oh, is no. is the sea just for either a compass, <laughs> for compass? rose or is the C stand for cardinal because it's the cardinal directions? Uh, like, I did not understand why it was so mysterious <laughs> that there was this compass rose on a map and it had a C which could stand for either compass or cardinal. Like, I did not understand. That really makes so much sense. I wish I had like two brain cells to think that same thing because I was like, ooh, what is that? No, it i was oh god i don't know i and, was upset that i didn't figure out that it was probably just for cartographers like that was the easy answer it took me until they told me yeah i as soon as i knew the cartographers were a group i was like oh they're probably gonna make it be for the cartographers which i also have an issue with the cartographers as a group name oof do we do we want to get into the maybe we should wait till we like talk about them in college we'll to wait talk about we'll that. wait yeah okay so next is basically felix comes back into the picture to kind of help swan out but obviously you know him and nell still have something going on felix we've mentioned him used to be nell's ex they were basically like what nell's parents were um he was kind of the science side she was kind of the art side a bit right which is a nice in in theory but i also kind of hate them together <laughs> I don't think that they um, are a positive feedback loop. Absolutely not. They seem, yeah, like maybe they bring out the worst in each other, especially based on what happens towards the end of this section. But just the whole interaction that they have in their, in their first reunion, I put a bad taste in my mouth. And like, I wasn't really liking Felix. I, I didn't really hate him at this point, though. I think later on I started to, uh, but it just didn't feel like, wow like this made a lot of sense that you guys got to this point where you weren't talking and broke up with each other and i understand that felix was reasonably upset that he kind of came down with nell but and i don't even think it, he, didn't make it was reasonable <laughs> sure it just didn't make sense to me that he would like then kind of redirect that towards her mm -hmm. it doesn't it didn't at least first line up to me as like a reasonable response, though when you hear what Felix has to say to her during that last scene, maybe it does make sense for his character. But that just makes me like him even less. Um I, I don't mind that he like went off and worked for tech or whatever. Like I have a lot of thoughts about the tech perspective in this book. That's fine, whatever, but just the way that he treated Nell is like it put a put a bad taste in my mouth about him. Right. I uh I will preface this, or I guess it's not prefacing if we were already in the middle of the conversation. Um, I don't tend to read romance, like straight romance especially. It's not really my genre. Because I don't get this vibe of like the soulmates, you know, it's been seven years, but everything is exactly the same, they're meant to be together type of situation. Like the f the fact that during the incident nell and her father were fighting and then felix stepped in seemingly of his own accord right and then ended up losing his job and being like blacklisted from car from cartography 
uh, which is fucking ridiculous, uh, even still. Like, he made that choice himself. I don't think it's justifiable for him to direct that blame towards Nell when he didn't have to get involved. Like, yeah, I think I totally agree. I think this is a classic situation in which you obviously do not mix your personal and your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the risk he took, really. Yeah, and so the fact that he like left that argument, packed up his things, and then left without like saying anything to her, really fucking bothered me. Like, really bothered right, because me because it doesn't even feel like he actually cared to defend her at that point. Right. I was like, what did she do during the argument? And and when they met again, Nell notes like, oh, we were arguing again like like we did before. And I'm like, you didn't argue. Like, you two did right, not you argue. You, you argued together against her father and then broke up. But the two of them were not angry at each other. Like, he just mm -hmm. left himself. So I was so confused. And, and, but then immediately we're also getting lines about how she's still kind of interested in him. And like, we're getting that from him as well. And I, it reads very typical romance, which could work for some people, but it doesn't work for me. I think we're just missing something really. Like there, we, since we didn't get the older part of the relationship, we don't have anything to be invested in. Yeah. It all, I, I think it also just in my head, Felix feels like a very tacked-on character. And I think I feel this way partly because of how the flashback was treated. Like, we get the junk box incident the first time, and then Felix comes in, and we get, like, the abridged version of what actually happened with him there. Kind of, not really. It's not another flashback, but he was there, apparently. And he gets his own chapters, but really his purpose feels so much... Like, it's just there to introduce the company he works for. Mm -hmm. He feels a little, like, typical or, like, a little generic. Like, he's, yeah, I get it. Like, he's there as a delivery service for other plot points, and he could be there, he could not be there. I don't think he's necessarily, like, a, well, and again, until the last argument that they have, I don't think he's necessarily, like, the worst addition to the book or anything, mm -hmm. but he just, yeah, he didn't feel like he was bringing a lot of his own personality to the table or, like, things for me to like about him specifically right i think him being in the book is for that delivery and also for like a there might even be like a scene of betrayal in the second half if we figure out the company he's working for is the one oh, after the map that's interesting which might be a like a fracturing of their relationship even more and then obviously he's also like the generic love interest but i just don't like him right now yeah i don't know i wonder if that's gonna be the moment just to talk about like the tech thing yeah um the next thing that kind of happens in the book is we figure out what the map is worth did they say like a hundred thousand something, something like, that? like i think somebody might be buying it for that much but they said it was worth more because when i first saw the one hundred thousand, i was like is that really enough if it's like the only copy of this thing that people clearly like clearly want yeah the the first time it's kind of mentioned Somebody seeking to buy it for like a hundred thousand, and that's also kind of when we get the cartographers as a group brought up as like some ominous presence in the map world. But we at least seem to now understand the gravity of the situation and why, uh, one somebody might die for it, and two, why uh, a library might get broken into. Mm -hmm. It does seem almost like it's 
wrongly ascribed to the cartographers because it really i think we're getting the sense that this is one person who's responsible for this or like a group that is not more than one person from the original cartographers unless it's like wally and bear which we can talk about later but yeah it seems like oh like all we can figure out is there's a group named the cartographers and Mm -hmm. if they're spooky scary we don't know who they are so therefore we're gonna ascribe it to them Um, but clearly like no one actually knows who they are (laughs) because no one can figure it out Right, because even during the service, when they're talking to the when Nell is talking to the board members for the library, like somebody's like, "Oh yeah, they're real," but uh, another person is like, "Oh, I thought they were just like myth." Yeah, I do think this is one of the points where there's like kind of like withheld information, kind of falsely or like unnecessarily withheld information because Nell kind of goes through all the effort of like who are the cartographers and like talks to Swan and Swan is like yeah I like vaguely heard about them maybe once like 30 years ago you know like something like where it seems like it's not actually relevant um and it's like it seems like they're they're actually like they're not it's not known who they are but it seems like lots of people have actually heard of them so it it felt like a false obscurity right yeah it felt like uh like it was just gonna get brushed aside as if it wasn't a thing that actually existed but on the flip side, the fact that it actually exists and some kind of name has been made from like seven students in the field of cartography being called the cartographers, crazy, crazy yeah. to me. You'd also think that, yeah, they would just get like laughed off the stage kind of with that name. Right. <laughs> like, I guess if what we know is accurate and they're the ones that quote unquote figured it out, then it makes sense why they might have some notoriety. But it's like, that's the name that gained traction, though. Cartographers. Like, I just can't get, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. Yeah. I'm going to hold my comment about them as PhD students. So, because I'll wait till the Romy chapter. Okay. Um, okay. So before we get into the actual cartographers, I know we're taking a long time, uh, <laughs> but we're going through it all. We do get an actual chapter from Felix. Uh, we're back to Felix. We probably don't need to talk about this a lot, though. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's there's some things to talk about here that maybe aren't just, like, about Felix himself now. Oh, uh, yeah, I think you mostly have those points. Yeah, it, so this part, I don't think I realized it at first when I read this. It wasn't until later, but I think this part kind of starts to introduce the sort of, like, tech versus traditional back and forth kind of between, like, Nell and Felix or just, like, the library and Haberson in general it like brings in this what i i get frustrated so i like work in tech right so i get kind of frustrated with this argument of like like oh like with tech there's like no need for libraries right like which i i just see as a false dichotomy you know and so this kind of instinct from nell or like dr young the big dr young to be like tech bad it's like all right like I do get the sense that Haberson is bad. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But just with the instinct to be like, I work in a library and I touch real life maps. So therefore tech is bad. Like that's that kind of drives me crazy. So I I think I'm not like super excited for that to be expanded upon in the second half of the book. Um, There's plenty to be worried about when it comes to tech. And I just don't think this is it, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, and the other thing is reading about tech like this in a fictional book when you work in tech is a little bit challenging sometimes and maybe i can chalk it up to this is not really our universe right this is clearly like a parallel one or one like ours per se but um the intro to this chapter where felix is like with his little crew working at the haverson company whatever um and they're like running a simulation and they're like 
let go of the variable i was like what does that mean <laughs> like i just don't i don't think um sometimes i think it's better to just stay a little higher level is all i'm going to say about that because i don't want to be mean but um but it, it took me out of the story to read that because i i do this stuff and like certainly ai stuff takes a long time to run like if you're like oh i'm going to test my program um, it could be something that is going to take like two hours <laughs> to go. And so that I can understand, but like sort of the visualization that they have or like there's all these dots on the screen and like we introduce like the little purple dot that like does a little dance and then everything like <laughs> seems unlikely is, is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Um, and, I, and I can give, I'll give the author credit because it's probably hard to like make this stuff seem like if you tried to write the real thing, it probably wouldn't be interesting. And so I understand there's like an aspect of this that's like, let me like make it seem cool and interesting and like that's certainly what like a movie would do with it. Right. So I, I get that, but it was just, it's hard for me to read that part seriously. Yeah. It, it brings into question like why that felt like a necessary bit to have, I guess, because it's a type of mapping. Yeah. I think that's the point, right. Is to be like, Oh, it's the Haberson map. Like this country or this country, this company is centered around this AI map which is like vaguely a map and like we're really like stretching the phrase map here and also this mm -hmm. map does everything like <laughs> so like a lot of stretches yeah but there was probably a way to do that in a in a not so like direct filled out type of scenario especially because felix then goes on to explain exactly like how he started at the company and like how mm -hmm. it went for him and also what the company is uh, which was a lot of information <laughs> Yeah, I I just couldn't believe that like a version of Google where the only thing that mattered was its mapping ability is like the biggest tech company of this world. Yeah, I'm not as into tech, so I kind of just glossed over when I read it all. <laughs> Which I imagine how most people do it. But for me, it's like the thing I'm like least on board for is the Haberton company. Like as far as like a thing, I believe everything I, that is written about it. Like I can like that that is where it becomes hardest for me to suspend disbelief. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems like and I don't want to say it seems the most unrealistic there are like definitely things in the story like I mentioned that I find unrealistic but just as like the sort of backdrop for this part of the story especially the part of the story that I think is going to grow in the second half of the book it like it makes me concerned that I'm not going to feel engaged by the Haberson company as like the enemy or as like a big feature yeah I mean it, it definitely is kind of like Dr. Young kind of pushing back against the company getting involved at the library and and kind of setting tech up as not necessarily like the ultimate villain, but like harmful to the art of cartography, which seems to be a very big point in the story. It gets mentioned Nell quite a bit. Nell goes on about it. Nell's like, like turning like the you know strokes and images into like zeros and ones just like doesn't do the justice to the map and it's like i mean i don't think that's the point i mean i don't know i could be wrong i could maybe be making assumptions i don't think the point in the haberson company coming in and taking scans of everything is so that way it can reproduce the exact like experience of analyzing a map i think i mean maybe like that's because there's another real reason why they want to scan all the maps, but that's another thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I can't imagine that if this were like, let's say this was not exactly like a um, nefarious thing that was going on here. I could, I could see a situation where a tech company offers the digitization of resources in that library like maps. And it would make total sense because it makes that resource so much more available to people. Not everyone needs to have the map in hand to get what they need out of it or for mm -hmm. any like piece of paper that the library has for that matter. So it, it 
I would think, tell me if I'm wrong, I would think as a librarian in the modern time that you would be super stoked by the opportunity to digitize things, not because it should replace the thing, but because it will make that thing more accessible. And now this is kind of entering into my field a little bit. Yes, I would like to hear. As somebody who like works in that environment in which things are becoming very digital, I think there is there's an interesting quote that's been coming up a lot um during certain meetings which is like and i'm gonna paraphrase because i don't remember exactly Mm -hmm. what what they say but it's basically like a library is about access not preservation right like the point isn't to keep absolutely every book that's ever been published we do have like our special collections in our archives and there are some things that are important in the form they're in I think for maps and certain art, that holds true because it's not just about what is on like the right. page, but also like the material it's made out of and like how it was made and like how it's deteriorating. Um, like for for books made out of animals or even books made out of humans, it's it's a very important it's like very important that those types of things are preserved because it speaks to like that process. Right. There's kind of an art aspect you're retaining. Right, but in regards to, like, the actual information on it, like, I don't need the physical book to read the book. Um, And I think there's been studies done about um, retaining information being better when you're reading a physical book versus reading, like, um, an e-version of a book. I don't know if that's bullshit. I think one of my professors did a study on that uh, when I was in one of his classes. So there could be something to that there. But also, space is limited, right? Like, you can't yeah. hold on to everything. So I think I think scanning the maps and holding on to some information of them is fine. I don't see an, an issue with the company doing this, especially if they're tagging the maps to help prevent against theft. I think that makes sense. I think they already do that with, like, certain art anyway. That makes sense, yeah. That part actually threw me off. I was like, you're going to put something on the map? Like, that that seems bold, <laughs> even if it is micro. I mean, yeah, because then you're like, but the thing, there was also like an interesting, um, there's like an interesting YouTuber I watch who kind of plays a little bit into archaeology, and it's it's kind of like, you can preserve things as best you can, but also history is all always happening. So there is kind of a benefit to what we do to things so like is there a historical benefit to something micro being added to an ancient map Mm. like what will that what will that speak to when somebody looks back at it in the future like that that's an important part of of history and how we how we developed or how we chose to develop i don't think there's anything Mm. wrong with doing that either i don't know that's just my opinion though yeah, I see that. I, I hadn't thought about it that way before, honestly. And I'm sure like worse things happen to maps like that by accident. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I can see that. Yeah, it's, for me, it's it comes down to, sure, keep the maps around, right? Like if you in the map division need the maps in person there for you and you have the space for them, hold on to them. But that shouldn't stop you from the digitizing aspect. Right. assuming that's what they're doing i mean it's, the other thing is too like there's like a security aspect and i couldn't really tell like what the exact services haberson was providing to the library were it's basically everything let's be honest yeah. they do yeah, everything it like, because it sounded like they, they talked about like digitization they talked about security like i i couldn't understand what was going on there 
Though it's also yeah. interesting that this would be happening when Irene is like, the library is falling apart. And it seems like the idea of the story is, well, like the Haberson company is going to come and replace the library, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, know. there is like the privatization of libraries, like companies buying libraries. Mm -hmm. um, that is a thing that happens. The fact that I don't really know much about the New York Public Library, but it like failing seems crazy but i guess it's a possibility with seems how highly unlikely it seems highly un unlikely every other branch of the new york public library would have to close before that one was in trouble <laughs> yeah it it would yeah um yeah i think another way to look at it is you have which might be a bit more understandable because i feel like i don't know if i spoke very well in regards to the field i'm in um but for Broadway, for example, there's always mm. the debate of if it should be like digitized and like shared and oh, yeah. slime videos, you know, the ones mm -hmm. and people are like, no, you have to see it in person. Like that's the experience you need to have. But it's very elitist because who the fuck has the money to go see it in person? Yeah, like Broadway's uh, very happening in few. one place and it's very expensive. And yeah, I, yeah, it is kind of a similar argument, right? Yeah. And I don't think like people are going to it's like yes you should see it in person it's a very different experience but so are music concerts right? right but i can still boot up the albums i like and listen to them whenever i want but going to mm -hmm. the concert is going to be a different special experience i think musicals are the exact same and i think digital uh maps or books are going to be the same as well like you can look at the map but if you actually want to like study the map then you have to go see the map yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and to continue that parallel, like Chicago is one of the longest running musicals on Broadway. And guess what? There's a Chicago movie <laughs> and no one stopped going to see Chicago. So it's kind of yeah. the same thing of like, sure, we can digitize this thing, but it, there's still a need to have that thing around, especially for the people who are studying that thing. Right. And that was so much tech conversation. <laughs> <sighs> we, can, we can keep on going. Um, okay. So all the tech stuff aside, like you had some issues with it. Um, we, I think we're both kind of in gray areas in regards to how to deal with it, though. Um, me coming from, like, the more art side, I guess, you from the tech side, it's all chill with us. <laughs> but obviously, something's going on with that company. It's it's yeah. not uh, being slick right now. <laughs> something's certainly, up. Yeah. yeah, they certainly didn't drop it by accident, right? Yeah. And then we kind of get into... Uh, Nell's research about what's going on, which she does uh, in one morning. Crazy, but she does it. She calls some other libraries. Oh, we forgot to mention. Okay. Um, you know this, though, uh, listener. The uh, general drafting gas station map we have, because that's the company that did it. The other, like, 200 of them that were at libraries are either, like, missing or damaged or stolen. So something's up um nell calls some of those libraries i guess to ask about what's going on and i mean she doesn't really get that much information uh if i'm remembering correctly i mean she does get confirmation that some of them were straight up like robbed you know they're like i don't know how it happened and there's something really spooky about it but yeah it's like someone targeted this thing yeah so yeah for the most part though uh it's it flies under the radar because it is just a gas station map but uh whispers better than i do remember mm. that apparently there was like a video like one of the ladies who was i guess old enough to remember it happening i think 
that's the case. Like on the video, the person disappeared, something to that effect. I kind of forgot about that. I mean, that makes sense with the context we have now that that person probably did kind of disappear. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that happened when Felix looked over the security footage because he does that. Um, the person also, there's no entrance, no exit. He just, or they just are in the room looking around very casually and then they disappear. So. I don't know where like they go to though. Like even if, like for example, if we take like the library room, right? Mm -hmm. Where they are presumably disappearing to at the end of the section. It's only like a little room on the side of the wall, right? Like it doesn't, it's not a much of a thing. So even if like the person who robs the library first went into that room, like where do they go from there? Like, don't they have to leave? Like, I'm confused about what's on the other side of the portal, I guess. Right. It is a weird situation unless they're accessing like another map mm -hmm. that shows like another exit. Yeah. And I guess like we do see at the end, it seems like someone does come out of that room, right? Right. So they have to get in and... somehow. Yeah. So I guess there must be some sort of interconnectedness to the other side of the portal. Yeah, because I think it was just a closed room. Let me right. if I can find it. Oh, I guess the room we're talking about is basically not the gas station map. There's another map, which is given to Nell by Ramona. She mentions that Daniel had contacted her because he he wanted like insurance, specifically mm -hmm. that word's used. And then we get... um. We get a map that's from the Sanborn, Sanborn Insurance Company, basically an insurance map of the library, because they have to figure out like how they're going to like insure and like what the cost is going to be uh, for this building, that kind of stuff. Oh, wait, I have it. Let me see that little room, though. Where's the trap room? It's kind of on like the bottom of the map, bottom right of the map, if I remember correctly. Bottom right. Oh, they, they have a little highlight circle. That is weird. I kind of assume when they go into the room, it, like, disappears. Yeah. Because then no one's looking for it anymore. Also, it's app apparently in his office. Oh, in, in, in Daniel's Dr. office. Young's. Hmm. I didn't get the sense that I was very much imagining open office, I guess. Like, I imagine they were all kind of just in one big room, and this is, like, on the corner of it. Nah, it looks like it's, like, oh, yeah, you did audiobooks, so you wouldn't have seen them. I, I did peek at the maps. I, I did have the paper okay, okay. with me, so I peeked at the maps when they were relevant. Yeah, I don't really know. Hmm. Unless, like, because the wall's connected to what's apparently the reading room, maybe that wall disappears and they end up in the reading room? Or they're, a they're able to access it that way, maybe? Mm. Like, oh, maybe what's cut out is... Has access from the... Oh, no, that... Has access from the reading room, and then they can get rid of that, and they end up in the office, and they... That... the the door they're exiting is the office door. Maybe that's what's happening. I feel like we can't read. <laughs> I feel like this is explained. I'm just like, my spatial reasoning, I, I, despite being a percussionist, is like terrible. <laughs> so I'm having trouble visualizing. This might be the sort of thing we need to just wait and figure out. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay. They say the room was no bigger than a closet. But where the false room had been hidden on the page was a smooth wall in the main reading room. So it's connected to the main reading room in some capacity. And then the intentional error, quote unquote, it's in the very same office that Daniel Young was murdered. So his office. 
So it's kind of like a connection between those two rooms. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I said I had the magic on lock here. Um, I don't. I'm an idiot. Um, some of it... Well, also, okay. There might be a, uh, a fix for this, actually. If the magic works through hand-drawn maps, which I think it also does, mm -hmm. I think it depends on the style you do it in. Because to get to Ramona's shop... Right. Um, Nell followed a map that was drawn on the back of the business card. Right. So it was in a realistic style, but it was still a drawn map, assume, I guess, from her father who, who had went there because it's the only way to find the store, I guess, if you're, mm -hmm. you're following that map. So it doesn't have to be like a produced map. It can just be something you draw. So maybe whoever is using that room has their own drawn map, which is why, why they're able to use it in a way that might differ from the map that we see. But they got like That's the point. idea for the placement of it because of the actual map. That's a good point. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too with the Ramona thing, right? Like you can kind of, I, I figured that's kind of how these escapes were happening. Like the disappearing person was like, okay, this person like drew themselves a room to get out of there, you know? Right. And same so with Francis leaving later in Swan's right. house. Because right, why would he, he wouldn't have know a map? anything about Swan's house, right? But right. He was able to get out. So. So that's the insurance map. I. Think insurance is it's an insurance map both because it's actually an insurance map but also because i think daniel planned to use it as a kind of like kind of like a, a safety room for himself like somewhere mm. somehow he could use it to escape because i think he realized people were after him um i think that's the idea behind it but i think it ended up being what caused his death because i think somebody used it first to get into his office i think that's mm. the situation we're in okay but that map, it's from Francis, but Francis borrowed it from Eve. Who are these characters, you may be asking? <laughs> well, Ramona, or Rami, tells us in her flashback chapter. I have to say, I liked the shift. Like, you know, we were talking about, like, things being too direct earlier, but this is a part where I was like, oh, no, this is, like, storytelling. So, like, that felt different. It felt like this is what I want. And mm -hmm. while it was direct, it was also, like, there was a lot to it, right? Like, it was the full story. It wasn't like, this is what happened and that's that. E even though she seems like that sort of character, she still told the whole story. Yeah, this, I'm probably using this wrong, but the shift in perspective kind of felt a bit noir. Um, at the very least, it did feel very much like these characters were being investigated or like... Yeah, like these are the interviews. Crime scene type of situation. Yes. Oh, so I see I'm it. I get why you're saying noir, right? Because it's like, yeah, like over candlelight, she's recounting the story of like you know this isn't like that mysterious night but it's got that vibe to it you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah Back so in the I, I thought they worked very well for the audiobook you had different um narrator right yeah this is like so i pointed out um to you towards the beginning of the book that the intro to the audiobook was like this book is read by list of a ton of names and then i like read or listened to like several chapters and it was all one voice until this chapter so it turns out that the extra voices are for the other people who get name chapters so that way when they're telling their stories it's in a different voice which kind of implies that the main narrator's voice is just nels right so i did i thought that was a cool a cool feature i'm not sure how much it really adds to it uh, other than they had to pay a lot more people to make this book but <laughs> it, it was cool i mean it was a cool it's fun feature. yeah it's a fun yeah. thing um so we get that uh academic setting and there were seven people in this group 
the formation of this group um, immediately in my brain was like oh i i kind of know what's going on here <laughs> because of the tam and wally thing mm, no wait no what do you mean just as, as far as like tam and wally were like childhood best friends they were yeah i still don't I, know, I don't what know. You mean. I, thought, I thought that's what you're gonna get at just to say that like it seems like wally is like who they're alluding to as the big bad in this story which might have to do with some like unrequited love or something oh, like that um and they kind of set yeah. that up here i was actually giving this book kind of i don't want to say benefit of the doubt i don't think they did anything wrong but <laughs> i didn't care enough to think like wally was into tam i was like maybe they're just besties and that's fine mm -hmm. i mean at first that's what i thought too yeah yeah obviously that changes with a, the other flashback um that happens i more meant like the seven in this formed group were gonna be the cartographers Oh, see, I was way late to the game on that. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I was like thinking this band of folks was going to like learn about the cartographers and like come to fight them or something, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a possibility too. Yeah. It, this, that made a lot them, more sense. But... You know, yeah, 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 not fight, but you know, not fisticuffs per se, but be enemies, you know? But this makes a lot more sense, of course. Yeah. So we have, um, we have Nell's mom, Tamara. Uh, we have Wally. Uh, we don't know Wally's uh, actual name because I doubt it's Wally. It might be. Um, we don't right. know his last name. Uh, you know, it's funny because all I, all I can think about is how we don't know Bear's name, but we actually don't know Wally's real name either. Nope. Huh? We get Ramona, uh, her name, because she's the one narrating this, obviously. We don't get Francis's last name in this flashback, if I'm remembering correctly, but we get it pretty much soon after. We get Daniel Young, which is nell's father we get bear and then we get eve we also don't get eve's name in this flashback which i think makes sense because why would you completely introduce your friends in this story yeah. i don't think you need to especially because they're not all like n new i don't know i guess she's the new one in this story right like she's like i was like lost and alone and you know tam kind of like is the the leader here you know yes. she's the one who brings everyone together so i feel like from her if we if we were to have her perspective we might have seen the like i met this person first and last name you know right you could argue like there's too many details in this like a lot of things that probably didn't need to be there but i actually think it it's in an interesting way to give like personality to these characters without them actually being there if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I hate to like do the all roads lead to Harry Potter, but it kind of gives like when we get information about the Marauders and it's like, oh, like there was like a full life that happened in the past before the one that we're reading about right now. Mm -hmm. It's also a good way to use unreliable narrator. That's true too. Yeah. Right. Because I think Ramona was, if I remember correctly, she spoke so highly of Eve and like Eve being the super cool like chick that joined them last and then we get to eve's like narration and it's like not necessarily that she doesn't think she's cool but she's so nervous right because of what she did and like the vibes are are way off but you mm -hmm. don't really like that's not something that comes up when you're thinking about certain people or even just the past because you're going to romanticize the past a little right. bit i think that that was a really cool part of this too, right? Though is the perspective based on each character, right? They have totally different opinions or or interpretations of what the vibe of the friend group was like. 
I, I think they all generally think that it was positive, but yeah, there is kind of like a different levels mm-hmm. of um, like anxiety <laughs> about the group. And especially like the way they talk about Bear, who we also don't have a perspective of yet because we don't even know who he is really. But this kind of idea of like, you know, like Tam was like really comfortable with everyone and loved everyone. And we were always like, I don't know why Bear is like so hesitant and afraid of losing us and this, that, the other. There's a lot of like, around beat around the bush talk that like something seems a little off with bear but from different folks yeah from their perspective it's like oh we had never been closer like everything is fine but it's so easy to be in a friend group that large and see kind of like couples forming yeah and and also be like the worst in your group which i think is how bear felt yeah and and kind of feel like why am I here? Especially because they're working on uh, what they call the Dreamers Atlas, which is brought up in this flashback, and it's basically um, it's basically their like mega project of taking real maps and making them fantasy style, and then taking fantasy and making them like real. Right. Which I have some thoughts about that in regards mm-hmm. to the magic that exists magic, in this yes. universe. But it's like a very big project, and everybody kind of has their part in it like in a very specific way so when you're kind of the one that doesn't have like a uh, a specific thing going on i guess yeah it could be a little nerve-wracking i know i feel like bad because bear i mean they basically describe bear as like poor and academically not up to par with the rest of the group and Mm -hmm. yeah i was like like i feel for you dude you know like my biggest concern for the potential direction of this book is that somehow, some way, Bear is the real big bad of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow having to do with like the breakup of the friend group and the like sort of great anxiety he felt about a potential loss of friends. And I'm gonna really not like it if like the kid who is described as not as well off as the rest of them and like experiencing intense amounts of imposter syndrome ends up being the big big bad yeah uh so yeah that's the situation we kind of just get the setup of that for ramona's like the group and what they're working on yeah she also like doesn't really want to describe them as friends right like she's like you guys were friends and she was like well it was like different than that Oh, was she like that? That's weird. I forget what the exact words was that she said, but she there was she was kind of dodgy about like what the relationship was between her and Nell's parents. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I feel like all of them were dodgy to talk yeah. about this, except for Eve. Oddly, Eve was like very she's, open. Yeah, she was so open to talk about it, and I was like, that's a little sus. That's a little. It seems like based on what Francis said, though, maybe she knows less than everyone else. It's possible. Yeah, she wasn't and there. That's why. But I mean, Ramona wasn't there either yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> i also just like i thought that they kind of like i i don't know what ramona's professional life was like but it did feel like they did her a little bit dirty because everyone's like she's so shady like why would you talk to her and like while she did seem dodgy she didn't seem dodgier than anyone else did about this situation so i didn't really get the vibe that she was like bad you know <laughs> yeah i think it's just because she's like selling maps privately yeah it just seems like they all uh it seems like it's easy to say that when you've like become like an academic in the field is all i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. there's definitely like some elitism going on um <laughs> which isn't surprising yeah shocking. but yeah um okay that's kind of the ramona stuff though i don't think there's anything else to talk about i mean unless we want to talk about the attempted return like when Nell tries to go see her again 
because she says that little thing on the on the way out right on the way out from there she's like you can't find what's not there and then like Nell's like that was spooky but like can't get her back right I, <laughs> so um and I was like my first thought was like did she just like cast a spell like what did she do you know like what's, what <laughs> what just happened here? Yeah. but I certainly when she decided she was gonna go back was like her shop is not gonna be there <laughs> yeah it um uh I I knew the genre so I was like oh okay something that's what's happening here but the first I feel like the first hint was the person who got into the map division and it seemingly didn't leave but even that you could like explain away in some kind of Sherlock Holmes types of type of situation. This was really, I think, the biggest hint that something else was going on. Right. Like something weird was going on. Which is like why it's crazy that Nell is like, I don't believe you, Francis. Like magic crazy, even though I literally watched Ramona's shop <laughs> disappear before me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, Ramona, I guess, is basically out of the picture. I mean, good for her, because she probably would have fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting that she seems to like use i don't know i guess one thing i'm i'm excited to learn more about is why they are also afraid of the map and like this is such a dodgy situation but they all use mm -hmm. the ability that they know about so freely like without fear or maybe for fear in francis's case but like for ramona i'm like you it seems like you just do this just because like just to be secretive i don't know maybe it is to defend themselves yeah i think eve mentions um that map and the gas station map in particular feeling like cursed mm -hmm. like she knew something was weird about it so I, I guess it's possible it is really just that map um but the magic itself is fine right and then we go to eve c Moore. we get her story and she talks about the drive to basically where they're going to work on the dreamers atlas which, let me just tell you, sounds like a fucking artist's dream. Like, yeah. get me out of here. Get me to, like, this small town in upstate. Like, I'll take it. Yeah, I was, like, a little confused because they seem to, like, imply that... Not even imply it. Were they funded by the university to do this project? I think they had funding from the university, yeah. That struck me as so odd because they had their PhDs, right? Like, they had graduated. Whose money? <laughs> Yeah, I think they started it as, like, their thesis. Uh, also, no one would approve this as a thesis. All I could think about this with some of these works is, like, no one would be able to do... Like, oh, there's so many things that, like, just don't make sense. Like, three students of cartography starting as freshmen and staying all the way through their PhDs at the same university where they effectively all work on the same projects. Absolutely not. That is just not how academia works. There's no way they, I mean, would, the they other would allow option, that. The other option is... They're just doing it for themselves because I think um, two of them, I think Tam and Daniel were going to like teach over the summer, but then they right. didn't. And then somebody was going to go to London to intern and they didn't. So I don't, yeah, I don't really know the funding situation regardless. Just none of the crazy PhD situation even made sense to me is what I'm saying too, you know? Just yeah. Like, I mean, I won't get too much into the academia of it all, but it just wouldn't happen. This <laughs> is the simple, the simple thing. <laughs> It wouldn't happen. Also, like, I, mean, I forgot to mention this earlier, but it is so obnoxious that they name themselves, like, give themselves a title. Like, that's so high school of them. And if I were, like, another student in the cartography or geology department with them at the same time, especially being a full adult, which is what PhD students are, full adults, I would, like, 
I would hate it. I'd be like, get me out of here. Like, this is such a terrible culture if this is like the way things are. <laughs> yeah, especially because like their symbol isn't, it's nothing. Their symbol <laughs> is literally just a normal compass rose. Like, yeah, it's like very those like, are just, cocky. Yeah, <laughs> they're so... <sighs> Yeah, it just like honestly, and the more I think about the comment I just made about them being adults, like the worse it feels. PhD students are like adult adults. I guess they had been students for so long. What's the difference? Yeah, I guess yeah. Some people could say like the romanticism of it all, which fine. I just don't think it's cute. But yeah, I'm not really about it that much either. Secret like... societies, sure, but right, right. But this is like. I don't know. Maybe this is effectively how a secret society comes to be, though, right? So I get that. But, uh, like, I think about how um, when I was teaching, like, the end of my second year, we there was, like, a group chat we had amongst me and some teacher friends. Mm-hmm. And at, a, at an event that we went to kind of, like, to celebrate the end of the year, I think it was, someone in our group gave a public shout-out to the group oh no bind the name of the group me chat we all shared oh no and every one of us cringed so we were like oh like, like that's we're not a named that is the group chat's name we are not a named group though we are simply friends <laughs> we're, we're all adults here so that's what that makes me think of and i just that was that was a very cringe moment for us all yeah it feels very like losers club yeah, but they're yeah. not children. Exactly, you know? it's cute when they're twelve, you know. Yeah, and also when they're like outcasts, you know, not like a bunch of presumably rich, you know, humanities PhD students who don't seem to have many worries unless they're bare. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Eve gives us like the beginnings of that trip and how they got the map, which was like a complete coincidence, which is uh very fun. And then we also get the information about the phantom settlements and like the trap rooms. And uh, I know them better as paper towns (laughs) because I've seen the movie and I'm sorry if you read the book and you didn't like the movie. I haven't read the book, but John Green, yeah, wrote paper towns, if you didn't know. And that's also how I know what what Aglo is. Yeah, what's, what's the connection here? Okay, so Aglo is basically a paper town. It's like the most famous paper town um that exists in america can we define and, paper town also uh okay a paper town is like a f- it, it's a phantom settlement right it's a fake place on a map that's used just to ensure copyright of the map maker okay so it's the same thing as what they are calling phantom settlement yes they're the exact same thing okay wow i'm gonna have to read paper towns now and oh i know apparently we'll have to um so that's how i know aglo that's how i know what paper towns are too the fact that nell doesn't know what a phantom settlement is even though she deals with ancient maps, is crazy to me. I feel like that's like 101, like cartography. I guess, yeah. I guess I wouldn't know better. I, I'm like very invested in this phantom settlements thing now. So, okay. Yeah. And then is, is Aglo is referred to also in Paper Towns? Aglo is like the place the girl goes to. Oh, is this, this is probably what you just told me, isn't it? I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I might not have. No. Aglo is... Yeah, there's like a a girl and then like a group, you know, classic YA stuff. The girl disappears and leaves like these clues and then the group, including a boy who had like a crush on the girl, whatever, he like finds the clues and like follows her and like figures out she was going to Aglo. 
because she's like interested in paper towns because she's like paper towns paper people like none of it's real blah 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 she does all this stuff but Aglo is in an actual place. They have like a sign up, I think. Yeah, I actually just pulled up the um, the Wikipedia article and they have a sign there. Yeah. So she wasn't saying actually in Aglo, there's nowhere to stay. And that's the same for what kind of happens in this book. Like Aglo isn't a place you can actually go. But clearly through magic, which we have in this book, it is if you follow the map. Um, although we don't know that until we get to the Francis flashback. Right. But... But yeah, they mentioned they get they get aglo. The fact that they also don't know what aglo is, if they're in yeah, cartography in New York, now that and I'm it's reading the most about famous, this, yeah, that's so strange <laughs> to me. That yeah, that does seem like a bit of a stretch contextually. I think without having other contexts, it's fine, right? Like I have no context, and it might just be like chalk it up to this being a parallel universe, right? But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have noticed that myself. But yeah, with some context, yeah, I'm I'm re- just reading through the Wikipedia article, and it's like, yeah, this is like popular culture. It's been around for a while. It was first seen in 1925 in this universe, <laughs> um, so it's it seems well known. Yeah, but neither Felix or uh, Nell know what it is. They find it on the map, and they're like, oh my god, this place doesn't exist. And then we kind of get the situation with the Phantom settlements, and and I guess the next step of kind of what happens is. The Irene death? Is that what happens? They're at the party, right? Yeah, so I guess the next thing is really the party, yeah. Um, like oh, the I guess we kind dedication. of... We should... Yeah, I guess we should kind of set up that they find Aglo, and Felix is like, okay, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's kind of like, ready cool. to like. we did it, we're done. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of ready to pass it off. I mean, understandable, I guess, if people are literally dying over this yeah. map. Yeah, here's my thing about Felix's point is um, he's kind of right <laughs> in that Nell should not be doing this herself. Um, right. And like, I, I understand where Nell's coming from because who else? No one else can do what she's doing right now. Like, if she gives up this case, it's it's totally dead, right? Like, it's gonna be it's gonna become a cold case for sure. So I understand why she feels the need to do this thing. But Felix is like totally on it. Like this is very, very risky. Like no reasonable person would be doing this stuff. And it feels like it does, again, come a little bit from like Nell's need to like prove something or like get closure with her dad or like whatever it is that Nell's motivation is. It's very much selfish. It's not because of like some grand like I want to solve the mystery because otherwise it like it won't be solved it's like i want to solve the mystery because i want to know for me and like i want benefit from solving the mystery for myself um which i get it yeah you know, it's her dad who died but like it just i understand why like felix is pushing what he's pushing i would probably be in that boat too yeah i mean i think she very clearly states like her want to solve the mystery because her father couldn't mm-hmm. like he had obviously been obsessing over it for some reason i don't understand why he held on to this map so long like what the mystery is i i don't understand i mean it's it's so whatever i don't even know if it has to do with just the difficulty of the mystery so much as just the fact that his wife died from it right i think it's the emotional aspect more than the logical one yeah but then it's like why was he working on something quote unquote like what was he working on with this map like Mm. why was he holding on to it instead of just getting rid of it especially if he knew it was a target like what what is there has to be something in aglo right there has to be something there yeah and the the question is like if there is something there and they know about it why would the father not just go straight to aglo to find it Mm. like certain things just aren't making sense in my brain yeah that's a good point but regardless irene or uh nell is like okay i'll 
give it up, whatever. Because her and Felix are kind of a thing now. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. she's finally going to choose a person over a map because she's just like her father. Dumb setup, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't really like where this part of the journey goes, where it's like, will she choose Felix or the map? And it's like, why are we personalizing? <laughs> it's like, yeah, why is this becoming a, an affront? Because we've chosen to explore a map more. I don't know. I guess there's people dying, so that's why. But still, just... I, I wasn't really on board when Felix comes around and is like, I like was testing you and you failed the tests. Like, that's just kind of disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I think if you know she's she like prioritizes her career over her relationships, then you already knew that seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you should probably like talk about it before you decide to get together again. Or like before you decide to like trust her. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I kind of do think she genuinely did think she was done. Like, yeah. I think she, she after the fact, is like, that was never going to happen because she knows herself. But I think she really did, like, try to, like, get up the gusto to be like, I'm going to see Irene and, like, literally give her the map and be done with this and just live my life the way I want to live my life. Like, I really do think that's that was her intention. Yeah, it's just, I can understand why she would want to hold on to the map, even just not for the sake of being better than her father. You also kind of know now that it involves your mother, right? Right. So I don't know. And and you know there's something about this map that you're probably one of the only people that will understand, like, what is going on with it. Yeah, I I, I definitely get that. I I think that makes sense. What do the police do with it? Like, it's not... She keeps saying it's going to be evidence, but it's like, it was in his desk, and sure, it was in a secret compartment, but, like... Does it have to do with his murder? Like, I think she's right that they're going to take it and like do nothing with it, though. I think that's totally yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's like they're not going to actually like look and analyze this map. They're going to be like, okay, it's a map. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's nothing about. At most, they might get rid of it or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there's any any realm in which the police look at that map and say, this is what we were looking for. Like, there's it's so disconnected from what happened and and what they're gonna look at the cartographer symbol and be like oh my god no they're gonna see a fucking compass rose because that's what they made their symbol <laughs> like it's nothing yeah i think it's just more of like the, the the concern i would have is she's taking things into her hands that like she it, like she seems to be giving herself authority without actually knowing that that's going to turn out to anything right it comes down to like she is even lucky to have gotten as far as she did because there should have been nothing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the continued like, I'm going to chase down this path till I find something, even though like in any normal situation, there's a little chance, very tiny chance she would find something and she might die trying. So yeah. And she's getting very lucky with the information she's being given. Yeah. She got very lucky with Eve. So yeah, she, she, she does seek it out sometimes, mm-hmm. but in regards to like, uh, general drafting at the service that conversation was right. so lucky and then seeing eve and seeing francis both very lucky yeah so basically this all comes down to uh she doesn't give up the map she basically tells irene she didn't figure it out whatever her father was working on irene also says something interesting in this scene i think it was in this one where Does she's she? like your father told me when <gasps> yes! he started that if something bad happened to me assume foul play I'm like, why were you holding on to that information? This is another withheld, like unnecessarily withheld information from the author situation. I was like, why? Why would this just be coming out? Like, why didn't this come out when he was 
dead in the middle of the library. <laughs> that's also like so long to have that belief. Yes, that's crazy. Oh, I didn't I didn't think about the impl- I knew that line was weird. I didn't think about the implications of it. Cuz it's like right like what from if the, the beginning junk- that was a concern. What if the junk box was set and placed by the father. Oh, it totally was. No, no, no. I thought oh, I thought we okay. I thought we were on the same page about that. My bad. <laughs> no, it totally was I, there I, for for him, him. And the reason he threw a fit oh. when it happened was not because she was right. Not it was obviously not because it was junk, but it was like he put that there to hide it there. He put it in a thing yeah. called junk box, thinking no one gives a crap about this thing because it says junk on it. And she happened right. to pull it up and oh, be like, "There's right. a thing in here, right?" Like she figured him out. And that's that's what led to all this stuff. But he totally put it there, though. It was it was him safekeeping it. That's that's my theory, at least. Yeah, I thought I I similarly to certain uh, people, I also thought it was just a random coincidence that it was there, and that's why the father freaked out so much. So okay, that does make sense, though, that he would place it there to try and hide it, mm-hmm. like needle in the haystack type of situation. Yeah, yeah. So that was accessible to him, but also not to other people. Yes, yes. And it was like not logged, right, for a good reason. So Right. It was was a thought I had somewhat early on in the book of like, oh, maybe he put it there. But it wasn't until around here where I was like, oh, he definitely did that. Right. Okay. So, yeah, there's something. There must be something in Aglo that he's trying to keep safe Mm. or a secret. I mean, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I, I really am having trouble like feeling strongly about what it is that's making this all so important and powerful. And, and yeah, so my- one of my um, sort of qualms throughout the book has just been like not feeling like there's enough to grab onto. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the map portion, there's definitely plenty to grab onto in this story. But as far as the map specifically, like we start getting something to grab onto with the Phantom settlements, settlements, like that part, you're like, okay, I'm invested. But at least up until that point, I was very much like, I think the map might just not even matter. <laughs> you know, like it might just be a dupe, um, like a fake. So you know, at this point, I feel like, okay, we, we know it's important for some reason, but I don't have enough to like, feel like I, I can theorize super strong about it. I think there being something in Aglo is not bad. I, I think it just depends on how the magic works a bit too. Like if they're crossing over, say that, the, you know, the way it actually works is when they cross over into the portal, they cross to Aglo, like then maybe there's something I could start theorizing about, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard right now. It's a little vague. Yeah. I mean, one of my thoughts was like, the, the mom apparently died in a fire but what if that wasn't the case like what and if there was no just, fire yeah what if well there might still have been a fire also the fact that there was a fire at general draftings like location in new jersey and then another fire at mm. the place in new york oh, was that's interesting. very interesting to me i didn't catch that yeah because that probably that probably implies the same source right you would yeah you would think but like maybe it's possible the mom is still alive in Aglo for some reason. But That's like an interesting one too. I, I kind of briefly why? thought when they opened the door that like the figure that appears behind her might be her mom or something. But then the figure seems to knock her out, so it doesn't make that much sense. Yeah, because it's like why would they keep her separate there? Like, what's the the purpose of it? Unless she chose that, or like they don't know that she's alive, like. which then that doesn't make a whole lot of sense anymore i guess but yeah i don't know i don't know there's a lot of things we still don't know but um irene's never gonna know because she's fucking dead oh yeah i was like not irene (laughs) like i kind of wanted more info out of her really 
I was like, well, I want to know why you like fired them at his bequest. Like, I guess we know why, but I'm like, you seem like kind of flaky. Like, I want to know more about your feelings and thoughts on all of this situation. Yeah, it. She felt kind of like an interesting target, but I guess it was possible someone overheard her mentioning, um, Doctor Young working on something. Yeah. I so maybe like, they thought she had more info. I kind of thought her death made Francis a little more suspicious than before. Um, because mm. he's fully aware that Nell and Irene were interacting, right? Oh, yeah. He was also there when Felix came up. Yeah. And he was like upset <laughs> about that. So so I was like, oh, like I didn't think, I don't think any of the other murders were Francis, but I think this one might be, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, I'm like starting to think that maybe he's not totally separated from this. Yeah. Also, yeah, interesting, uh, a, uh, interesting point being brought up that he, Francis did want the map. Yeah, that's true too. Um, I mean, he could say it's to keep Nell safe, right, but right. we don't actually know that. Mm. We don't know this man, you know? Yeah, I guess that's hard to say because it seems like Francis was trying to help her dad with the message, with the map he sends through Ramona. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he was okay with like Daniel having the map. But also, that means Francis had the map first. That's probably true. And Francis, we know, can recreate maps or create them entirely because he escaped Swan's office. Mm. So maybe he replicated the insurance map. That's interesting. I mean, he probably did. I mean, he had to. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we just need to know more about Francis. I was really hoping to get more out of like the Francis section of this than we did. Yeah, the Francis section was basically just the confirmation of magic. Yeah, I had like no notes after I read that one. Because yeah, it was just kind of confirmation. I didn't either. Which is a shame. It was just a lot of buildup. I feel like Francis has a lot of information that we don't know still. Yeah, because he's also seems to be like the only one still in contact mm-hmm. with almost everyone. Right. Because he gets the map from Eve. He gives it to Ramona mm. to give to Daniel. That's a good point. So, I mean, I will say I was also slightly suspect of Eve because of the map room, because she has the map back. Mm-hmm. I thought the timing of that was interesting because somebody like she obviously got the used... map and then something immediately happens at the library. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting coincidence. Yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't have suspected her at all. No. She seems least likely, but you know, you always got to be suspicious of that too. So, yeah, because also I wonder if Daniel and Eve didn't get along because why would daniel go to francis if francis was just gonna go to eve maybe he didn't know eve had it yeah but i feel like it was mentioned that eve's particular like map collection involved that map like she was looking into those maps specifically at princeton or something so very interesting maybe it is just the case that Daniel was more familiar with Francis, so he asked Francis. Maybe. Or maybe just had to do something with, like, the safe transfer of it. Yeah, maybe. Something to think about. Um, There was an argument between Nell and Felix. I have nothing to say. They should not be together. It's dumb. It reminded me. I was like, is, I had already been kind of getting the feeling that Felix had some qualities of Nell's dad. And this just, like, kind of, like, set it in motion. And I'm like, oh, you guys got into a shouting match in the library how original you know <laughs> and just like the kind of personal attacks in this really just sent me through i'm like you guys would be in a very toxic relationship like i don't want this yeah i mean also the insults they threw at each other were so superficial and basic mm-hmm. and also like i was, like, I was a upset high school with right <laughs> i was upset with nell too though because nell's like loki like riling him up right 
and like trying oh, yeah, to yeah. Like, upset him and then he's like well now i'm gonna say something equally upsetting to you and she's like oh i'm a victim like i know that bothered <laughs> me so, so much upset. and he's I, the I really one that apologized she didn't care like i actually thought she had reached a point where she didn't care that she worked at classic and it wasn't like like up to her really right so i thought she was like whatever about it and she was like warming up to it a little bit and then felix makes his comment and she's like i have a sad life and felix is mean i wasn't and it just felt like it was supposed to maybe be even like a culmination between the like tech science versus art side right and like i just i didn't like the i didn't like the way that that built up to like break in the way it did it didn't feel Mm -hmm. um productive (laughs) so yeah it just felt like a building of conflict for the sake of building conflict yeah and like i don't want this to like get fixed personally yeah um we don't have to say anything else about that um okay so theory wise we kind of talked about how we think the magic's gonna work uh we uh we kind of established we don't really know why agla is important though but i guess we'll figure that out in part three we do have some thoughts i think we basically have the same thoughts about what might be going on here though um felix's boss is named william haverson i saw william who was very science oriented i saw wally who was very science oriented and i thought "Mm, maybe and i think you had a similar thought yeah yeah i i also thought um i did it wasn't my first thought though i want to be clear that my first thought was that it was Bear, that Bear was William Haverson. And it's because of like some things I referred to before. Where I was like, I feel like they're like othering Bear and like putting him on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's giving like, you know, kind of villain origin story vibes. So, um, so I will say that Wally seems like the much more reasonable and much more likely answer. But in, in the name of like trying to gamble for the right theory, I'm going to put my money behind Bear. Um, I, I would like to think that it's not going to be as simple and straightforward as William being Wally. I don't know if that is simple and straightforward or if we're just like reading it well, but um, but I, I would like to push it one step beyond and say like Bear being the kind of outcasted, like afraid of things falling apart type is the one who kind of like experiences kind of a extreme reaction to um, Tam's death and that that might be what is leading to this kind of crazy behavior now. Yeah, I'll say I started with the Wally thought but I guess I went in the opposite direction of you. I thought the William Wally thing first, and then I was like, actually, maybe that's too simple. I mean, Occam's razor, you know, whatever, <laughs> right, whatever. Right. Ah, this but is I thought, literature, though. Yeah, I was like, mm, we haven't gotten anything about Bear yet. Like, what if Haverson is Bear? And Wally, like, Wally being established as this villain. Right. <laughs> Wally being established as like this villain, because I think even Nell is starting to see him as like the one that's after them, right? Yeah, I mean, they've named it a couple times of like Wally is watching me and like Wally's doing this. So. Yeah. And I'm like, what if that's what if Wally is just like the red herring? Like, it's a little too soon to have the answer, right? Yeah. I think my idea of who Humphrey is and who William is could swap. Oh, like, interesting. William could be Wally and Humphrey, I think, very possibly could be Bear because Bear was kind of described as like the mom friend of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like the the mama bear with her cubs, I think is what Ramona says. So I was like, maybe maybe Humphrey, who took in Nell and took care of her, maybe that's Bear. Mm. Also because Humphrey is like on the outskirts of cartography, which I think kind of fits with what uh, with Bear, Bear was doing. Yeah. 
um and also his name like his name humphrey means like peaceful war warrior but like the the humphrey like hum part can be hun which can mean bear cub so part of his name can also mean uh be like allude to bear but the opposite of that is if it's not as simple as we think it is what if bear is william and then wally is humphrey that i i have to say that humphrey being any of the cartographers seems impossible to me oh okay let me change your mind oh okay <laughs> Go ahead. Well, can I can I say why? Can I can I add a? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just in particular, Humphrey shows up to the funeral, and seems kind of like happy go lucky, and like doesn't really have anything special going on, you know, as far as being there, other than Nell not wanting him to be. I would think that there would have been mm -hmm. some like side eyes or something described if we needed to be paying attention to Humphrey at all, um, and he seemed pretty unfazed by the whole situation. So th that was like the main thing. Yeah, I will say if Francis and Humphrey were there at the same time is a bit of a snag but i think if humphrey is a wally and like tam's death changed the trajectory of his life and he stopped caring so much about the exactness of maps and kind of fell into classic then him like not caring about daniel makes sense because i don't think he ever really cared about daniel mm -hmm. especially after knowing daniel like screwed his daughter's career for and they haven't been talking yeah, for seven years maybe i wouldn't give a shit about him either like to be honest yeah it's i mean they do mention that even though like wally seemed to have a thing for tam that he still did care for daniel like i think eve says that they were like brothers like right but does that change if daniel had something to do with the fire mm, yeah maybe. because who ends up with the map who ends up with it well is it who does end up with the map now i'm like confused <laughs> Who do Daniel ends up with the map. Right. Well, does he's he end the one up with that it first? hides it in the... He probably... Let's assume yes. Okay. He does. And he has something to do with the fire, and he has something to do with Tam's death. And then the cartographers break up, because, like, none of them have seen Nell in years. Mm -hmm. But maybe Humphrey sticks close enough to keep an eye. And then you hear that Daniel has gotten his daughter fired. Tam's child fired. From this very important place in the library she's blacklisted banished from cartography so you take her in right he's the only one who gives and her you a become job. a sort of sort of father like uncle figure you know you take care of her she takes care of you you're like you know holding on to each other but i feel like he would express more understanding of nell's situation if this were the case like he forces her to take bereavement leave you know that's true but he might also just understand like the dedication to the work because nell describes herself as being very much like her father and how stubborn they are right so maybe that's just an understanding you know i'm like stretching just to make my theory fit but we'll figure it. i think humphrey i also think humphrey needs to be more than just some secondary character although i guess swan is so maybe he could be but he says something weird oh. before the party at the library oh please share before nell leaves She's like all excited because, you know, Felix is going to be there. Oh, I think I know um, what you're going to say. Go ahead. She's she's like dressed up and he he talks to her briefly. And before she leaves, he says, be careful. Right. And Nell thinks that's weird, but he kind of shrugs it off like, oh, I have sisters, you know, just something you say. Be careful. But then something happens to Irene and then Nell gets knocked out. Like, uh... it's very weird timing. And it makes me think if all the cartographers are working together to somehow get the map, 
or at least some of them are, like Francis and maybe Humphrey, whoever he is, Bear or Wally. Maybe he wants the map, but he doesn't want to hurt Nell for it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I really didn't think. Of, I, so when that scene, when I read that scene, I kind of thought it was like Nell is, it, he's leaning into like Nell is super anxious, right? And then he even says, it's like, you're going on a date, right? And so I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like super anxious. Like she's, she, and she, also she should be, right? Like she should be nervous. Like the phrase be careful should make her think about the potential for murder. And it does kind of serve as the like, um, like the, the crow's call, you know, um, for what's going to come. But I really didn't think about it as a, he knows something more, but that's, that's a really good point to think he would know something more. And he's not just a bystander, but he's actually in the background involved. I don't know if I believe that he's one of the cartographers from that, but I could believe he knows more than he's letting on to. Right. I mean, you could also just pass it off as people have died in that library. He's saying, be careful. Yeah. I, I think that that's the very thing is typical. it seems very reasonable for him to say, be careful. <laughs> yeah. I think the weirdness came when Nell thought it was weird. Right. Like she kind of made a, a like, deal yeah, out like of it. I kind of was like, ooh, that felt targeted, you know? Yeah. And I was like, mm, this is also now hitting me. That maybe this is something going on. So yeah, he could be Bear, um, or he could be Wally. I think it's more likely he's Bear. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I would boy, say like, would it be interesting? William could either be Wally or Bear, but if Humphrey's anyone, he's Bear. <laughs> yeah. Ba yeah. I mean, most of the theories I think we established beforehand, and while we were talking, is kind of like everybody's kind of suspect right, i guess ramona's not i don't have any reason yeah somehow her. ramona's like the least shady character <laughs> yeah despite all of the hype that's that's another case where i like i was feeling things were over dramatic like too much you know yeah and then we still don't know what's going on with aglo i'm still like <laughs> we'll figure it out as far as like the map like part of me does believe believe that there's a possibility for it not to be so connected as we think it might be like for there to be some third party big bad Mm -hmm. I think that's that's still it's still a potential mission, right? Because we kind of see like the ascribing of the cartographers in like the early part of the book is like, oh, they're going to come for you. But it's really like potentially one of them, you know. And so I think that given that it, it could only potentially be one of them, it could also just be none of them. And there's something else that we have yet to learn in, in the first half of the book. You know, it wasn't present in the first half of the book. Yes. That's not a cartographer. I mean, I, it's possible. I feel like it would. Uh, it would be too out of left field at this point i feel like i don't know i feel like it happens right it's like the, the, we get these stories where it's like oh like this person's bad but actually like okay like to, not to not to have all roads lead to the 39 clues but like this kind of happens in the 39 clues where like you spend the whole like first 10 books you know the first series of the many series that that series becomes um being like oh like these are like your set of bad guys and like we are the good guys and you kind of find out at the end of it that they're also like the same group as the bad guys and they're actually all fighting this other totally different family that's like really the bad guys you know like I th i'm kind of thinking of one of those situations where like there's infighting basically yeah i had an idea i don't think it would work with the ages though because i'm trying to think of characters that are mentioned that we don't know about yet i mean We've heard whispers that, like, Swan's the bad guy. I don't think that's true. That seems super unlikely to me. I, I'm glad to be surprised by that, but <laughs> that's one theory yeah, I won't make. I think I would be interested if their cartography professor was anything, but I, I don't know oh. how old he was when he was teaching. I, he's my, now that you've said that, he's my first vote for potential third-party big bad. 
I, I feel like the age might mess up that theory, though. It's only been like be. 20 years, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's well, been more. She's like 30 Nell's like 35 or something, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's been some time. He'd be a pretty old dude is my assumption. So he'd be like 70s, 80s. At least. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty impressive. All right, never mind. Knock that one down. Yeah. I don't think he's the one. <laughs> um, yeah. I just don't know. I, I guess it could be the board members, but I feel like they're not important yeah, enough yeah, we would have for it to more. be the board members. So I feel like the only option is the cartographers. I feel like for a solo book like this, it has to be someone in the cartographers. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe if it was going to branch out into something bigger like the 39 Clues did, then we'd see something else bigger. Yeah, or it could be multiple. It could be a, a lot of that's them, true. which I think we've thought about. That feels like a video game now. <laughs> yeah. We just don't know why, really. Um, I think, yeah, we're going to need to know what happened that summer, I think, to figure it out. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other, like, concrete. Oh, my other concrete prediction is that Nell is never going to work at the library. Yeah, I think this ties into one of my, like, thematic ideas of what's going to happen. But speak more if you have more than just that sentence. Well, just to say that, I think, I mean, it was kind of leaning that way i made this prediction before the last chapter just to be clear but like it was kind of starting to lean that way of like i'm not going to tell irene or i'm not going to give irene the map just to get a job and i think she's starting to like drift away from like i don't think the motivation really is the job right otherwise she would have done that but i also think she's gonna be over it like i think she's gonna be like oh they she's either gonna realize like oh they only want me for my name or realize that she doesn't need that job to be happy or like even necessarily the field of cartography to be happy so i i think she's i think it's going to be the sort of like i dreamed all my life that i was going to do this thing and then like i kind of like came back to earth um and she's going to be like she's going to choose not to work at the library i think that maybe she'll get offered to work at the library by whoever takes irene's place and she'll say no i'm good um and kind of like find her own path instead of her father's path yeah, I mean, she definitely has a lot to work with with the magic aspect in regards to what she could do. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder, Ramona use, seems to use it so freely. If that's how she deals with her business, that would be very interesting. What if, like, if... Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if we had some kind of, like, Ramona coming back into it and kind of taking Nell. Oh, that's good, actually. Like, like Nell works with Ramona. Right. That'd be pretty cool, actually. They all seem to love Nell is the thing, except for like Francis. He doesn't really actually seem to love her. He's just doing what he thinks is his job. But like Eve and, mm -hmm. and uh, Ramona both seem to like have a really big soft spot. And it seems like they all really did love her when she was born. So I could see that. I was going to, my follow up to that was going to be like, what if when you kind of cross into these um, phantom settlements, you do cross over like into the Aglo world and like Ramona actually just lives in Aglo. Oh, interesting. And she just kind of like brings her shop into New York City via the map. Yeah. I want, yeah, because you, you're technically bending space. So it's mm -hmm. like, how much can you bend in a drawn map? Right. Um, The idea of no, not working at the library, I think connects to how I think the book is going to go thematically. Swan brings up something, or basically Swan asks what the purpose of a map is. And it's something her father used to ask her. And... The purpose of a map is to bring people together. Right. That's what's established very early on oh, in the book. I can already see the connection there. Yeah. And I think Nell, like her father, cares so much about her job um, and like her, her standing in academia, which is fine. It's good to be career focused. But 
the issue becomes when that's your entire life. And if you listen to this podcast a lot, you'll probably hear me go on about things similar to this, but work shouldn't be your entire life. It shouldn't be entirely who you are. Um, the things that make people and make their lives like they're like good is the people you have in your life. And Nell is trying to do this alone. And she's working on a map that'll bring people together. And she, but she's trying to do this alone and she's trying to get her place back so she can do the job she wants to do. But to do that, she has pushed people away and she's continuing to push people away, uh, which is exactly what her father did. And mm. it got him killed. It, it seemingly got him killed. That's a good point. And I think the thematic journey for her is to realize the people matter more than the, the work. Yeah, that makes sense with the Felix storyline too. Yeah. And I think it, yeah, I think it even makes sense for like the Swan storyline and mm. her getting this job. But, you know, maybe maybe the New York Public Library isn't the place for you. Or maybe it is. Maybe she does take the job. And because it's, it's kind of seen as like a second home to her. But she also realizes like she needs to not just live there. Right. Or she does what you think, which I think is the more likely in which she's made this work her entire life since she was a child. So she needs to, to go and find her life somewhere else. I have another thought with this conversation of bringing people together mm -hmm. um do you think that sort of the long-term goal is that the car the living cartographers are going to be brought back together in like a friendly manner like that they'll start to talk again Ooh, it's possible she's asking all of them for help right, like they're all involved she is kind of getting people together just with her i just wonder if she'll connect them with each other yeah and and tam it's not necessarily an interesting bit but she she very much was like, Nell is going to be a cartographer just like us. Mm -hmm. And she didn't mean that in the job space. I mean, she did. But she also meant it in a, this This girl is going to be a part of our group. Sure, one of us, yeah. And yeah, and if Tam was the one to bring them all together, mm -hmm. I think it would make sense for Nell to do the same yeah. in this capacity. Oh, I like that. Be a little bit more like her mom, not just like her dad. Yes, yes. If you have Francis who's there... Not necessarily because he wants to be there, but he happens to be in the map division at the end. So he's involved. And then if you have Ramona who may... And you have Ramona and Eve who care emotionally about what happens to Nell. So maybe they show up again to help with whatever's going on. Mm. Like, we already have some of them coming together. And if Humphrey is indeed bare, then we have somebody else. So all, all roads point to Aglo, yes. I think, at this yes. point. It's very clearly where they're ending up if we get all the cartographers back together. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, one of my ideas for thematically what's going to happen in the book. We kind of expanded on it. Mine was basically just like she needs to get her act together. But the cartographers coming back, technically they would all be there um, because Nell is her mom and her dad. It would be all of them. Mm, yeah. So that, that's an interesting idea. That's interesting. Yeah. Like she would represent them both. Yeah. And then... Wait, can I go back for a second before we go on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, what if it's not just Nell that becomes one of them? But I mean, I do foresee that Felix and Nell are going to get back together. So what if it's like Felix is also one of them? Like he's also, he also goes to Aglo with them and like he becomes a cartographer. Yeah, I mean, it would complete the number. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting if Wally ends up 
leaving the cartographers mm. and felix as like the that's science the exact yeah. kind of replaces him mm. that's interesting i think that could work too anyway um that's what we think is going to happen <laughs> all of those things all of the above yeah I'm putting my strongest my strongest push behind William Haverson being Bear. That is my like the one I want to die on. I'm gonna say they're gonna make it obvious and have it be Wally. I think what we're not thinking about is yes, Nell is saying Wally's the villain. Wally's the villain, but also Nell doesn't know who the fuck William is. That's true. <laughs> That's a good. Point. They have not. The met. connections have not been made. Right, so Felix is going to be there, see his boss, and then it's going to get revealed that it's Wally, and it's going to be like, holy shit. Do you think William would act in person? You don't, Do you think, like, with his, like, you know, clearly, like, multi-million dollar company, at least, that he wouldn't, like, have, like, some cronies to send out? I mean, for the map, I think he'd go in person. I think it's part of why he doesn't ever want to be seen. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think uh, William is just cl- cl- going to be Wally, and I think Humphrey is Bear. <laughs> Also, Humphrey sounds like such a bear it, name. I mean, it does. It? it does. It gives the Comfy vibe. Comfy cozy. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. All right, I think that's uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. So we'll f- obviously finish up this book in the next episode, the next part. Woohoo! Um, we'll see who's right, who's wrong. Uh, if we're both wrong, possible. Yeah. I mean, I would say the highest likelihood typically is that we're both wrong, but. <laughs> yeah uh hopefully the book keeps going i'm actually kind of enjoying it uh, i love a mystery yeah, me too so it's, it's, it was a good choice for sure and then next episode we'll also mention what we'll be reading next and like the range on that but if you have your own ideas that are not spoilers mm-hmm. theories and such don't ruin the fun we have our twitter 5050 underscore books we'll post about basically everything we won't spoil either we'll try not to uh, fingers crossed we'll also post like what we, we're planning to read ranges uh episode episodes coming out blah 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 uh all of that usual stuff you see when people use twitter as a business <laughs> um so yeah hit us up there uh i don't think there's anything else though in regards to this i think we hit everything all right good time oh also like Yell at us in a very nice, polite way if we missed anything. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess this ties into your own theories, but, you know, we're just two people with some occasional whispers reading through books. We we miss details, even though we take notes. And talk for a long time about this. <laughs> I'm sure we'll miss important things, though. Yeah, one of us is listening to an audiobook on on 1.2 speed. <laughs> while they commute so you know sometimes we miss stuff i do really have to like go back and listen to things again because of that or like i'll like pull out the book when i like arrive at my location be like let me check this thing (laughs) yeah so you know if we get stuff wrong if you have your own ideas based on certain stuff put it all down there we'll look through it and i think that's it yes okay awesome see you next time i guess